Hallelujah. We thank God you've tuned into this message by David Entry at Caris Church. No hand can help you with the fulfillment of your destiny but the Word of God. May God's hand align you further into your destiny through this Word. Ezekiel chapter 47. It says, Afterwards, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, water. Behold, water issued out from under the threshold of the house eastwards. Afterwards, he brought me again onto the door of the house. This is not every house. This is a particular house in question. Brought me to the presence of God. And it says that and behold, water, is, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastwards. So just so you don't get confused, the water that was issuing out, out was not from the east. It was the direction of flow was eastward. The water, the direction of the flow was eastward from the forefront of the house stood towards the east and the waters came down from under the right side of the house waters someone say waters oh i see the rivers flowing in isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 he said, and I'll pour water on him that is thirsty. <laughs> For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and flat upon the dry ground. I taught you through this fasting that dry grounds and dryness are reminiscent of places where demons operate. Luke chapter 11, verse 24, said when the devil lives, an unclean spirit comes out of a man. It goes through dry places. So demons like dry places. They operate in dry places. And the Holy Spirit is like water. The Spirit of God comes like what it says in Isaiah 54, when, verse 19. When the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit, the Lord will raise up a standard. When the enemy comes, Isaiah 54, verse 19, when the enemy comes like a flood, God, by his spirit, will raise up a standard. And so the spirit is, is uh, 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 verse 19, so, uh, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising sun. When the enemy shall come in like, the original text is, when the enemies shall come in like a flood, right? So it's not like he comes in like a flood. When he comes in, like, the, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord. Those, the spirit of the Lord, his operations are sometimes like flood. Now, I want you to understand, when you hear waters, it's not just water. He said, waters came from the threshold of the house. Waters, not water. Waters connote living waters. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, it talks about, oh, from the throne, from the throne. It, this, I read it and I said, how come I didn't see this for so long? He said, and he showed me pure river of water 
water of life. That, that's the waters there. It's the water of life. Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. It was proceeding out of the, the throne of God and the Lamb proceeds waters, rivers of waters. Pure rivers of water. Did you see that? It says, the throne of God and the Lamb. Where is the Spirit? The flow. The flow. Like it says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the fellowship. The fellowship. The flow. The Holy Spirit is the one responsible for the koinonia. The flow from God. Anything that flows out from God to humanity is the spirit that is responsible. So the flow, and he says that in Revelation, said that the river, the river of life was flowing from the throne of God. In verse 17, I like the verse 17. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. It says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Him that is thirsty, come. And let him that thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. So there is something about this water of life in the presence of God. When you study scriptures very carefully, you see from Genesis, God, this water we are talking about is flowing from eternity into humanity. God flows like water from it. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, it talks about river was flowing, it was in, in the garden. It says that, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden. There's always some waters and water working whenever God shows up. Waters, water, working. In Exodus chapter 17, verse 6, in Exodus chapter 17, verse 6, he said, Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come out water. Oh my goodness. Water, will, water doesn't come out of rock. No. He said that the rock, it is said through the rocks. That rock you smite, one rock, he said, hit the rock. And he says that, and out of the rock, and he said, thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did ask, and did that in the sight of Israel. This is what God said. God always supplies water. God is always providing water. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, we found out that the Bible says they drink, they drank from the, the rivers. Uh, look, this is interesting. Sometimes when you study scriptures, it can be very exciting. And did all drink the same spiritual? So you see, see, the water they drank, eh? it wasn't an ordinary water. It was a spiritual drink. It was spiritual. They drank the same spiritual drink. That drink, that, that drink, that, that water that came from the, I told you, God himself as the triune God by his spirit flows like water from eternity into the life of his people on earth to empower them and to flow through them and to accomplish things. If we are asking God for revival, if we are asking God, pour your spirit, we are asking for something bigger than our generation. We are asking for something bigger than humanity. God by his spirit himself is going to pour and get the river to flow into us. He said that they drank. Look at that text again, First Corinthians. Interesting. Are you ready for this? Oh, I was studying and I saw that. I said, "Oh wow!" See, they they all drank from the same spiritual drink. For they they drank of the spiritual rock. Ah, 
you, you don't drink a rock, but they drank off. So that spiritual drink they drank, it came from the spiritual rock. And that rock. So remember, remember, remember. He said, we are going there anyway. I'll come back, but let's, let's go there anyway in the book of John chapter 4 verse 14. John chapter 4 verse 14. I think it would be nice for all of us to read that from the screen. Are you ready? Let's read it. Let's go. I shall give him. Shall never test. But the water I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up with everlasting life. That's Jesus talking. Verse 10, he told the woman, if you knew who it is, who is asking you, give me water, you would have asked him, give me. He says, I didn't say that. If thou knowest the gift of God and who it is that said to you, give me to drink, thou would have asked him and he would have given you living waters. And he says that the water, whoever comes to drink from me, the waters that he will drink, it will be springing, it will be wells that will be springing. It doesn't run out. This is not normal water. But Jesus said, that water can only be supplied by me. In John chapter 7, verse 37, on the last day, the great day of the feast, I feel like preaching. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up with, and with a loud voice crying, saying, if any man thirsts, if any man thirsts, if any man thirsts, he said, don't go to the wrong address. I am the spiritual rock. They drank from the rock. We are not different from them. We are drinking the same spiritual drink. If any man test, let him come to me and drink. I am the rock that, that supplied water for God's people in the wilderness. So he said, let him come to me. Jesus is the rock that supplies the water. Did you see Revelation says that out of the midst of the throne of God and the Lamb flows the river. If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For as the scriptures have said, verse 38, as the scriptures have said, whoever believes in me, he that believes on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly, this is the same thing he said to the woman in John chapter 4 verse 14. Out of wells, wells, wells of water will be springing out of you. He says that whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, this is not anything new. Moses experienced it. It's all been through scripture. It was in Genesis. How river was watering the, the, uh, uh, the garden of Eden. It was in Genesis. It was in Exodus. It was in Deuteronomy. It is there. The water that supplies life for his people. He says that if you come to me and drink, as the scriptures have said, out of your belly shall flow. Jesus said, whoever shall drink from me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This speaking concern, oh, the waters is about the spirit, clearly in scripture. It's not, a, it's, it's not ambiguous. He said, verse 39, for this speak he, Old King James says, speak he. The New King James says, the New King James says that, but this he spoke concerning the spirit. What he said was concerning the spirit. It's not about 
water is not about money sometimes it's, it, it can't be understandable uh, uh, like the woman at the well I was seeking for things that could not satisfy then the, then I had my savior calling drop from the well that shall never shall run dry fill my cup Lord and we are singing it we are thinking about my financial drought we are thinking about my marital drought it's not wrong it's not wrong but it's better there's nothing better than that one when Jesus spoke about this, he was not talking about money that has run out. When he spoke about this, he wasn't talking about marriage that has dried out in your family. When Jesus spoke about this, he wasn't talking about job that has dried out in the community, in the, in the uh, living uh, cost of living crisis experience. The Bible was very clear. He said, for this he spoke concerning the Spirit. Spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. So when he spoke about the river, the river was pointing to the Spirit. Watch this in Matthew chapter 3. From verse 13 downwards. He said, there's someone coming after me. The lace of whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down to a lace. He said, I baptize you with water. But he shall baptize you. He said, the one coming after me will baptize you with the Spirit fire so the spirit is like water in Acts chapter 19 verse 5 he said verse 4 and 5 he said that John's baptism was baptism of repentance but he told them that they should believe upon him who is coming what's Jesus Christ it was Jesus who baptized you with the real baptism in the book of Acts chapter 1 he told them that that John's baptism was water baptism John verily baptized you but not many days from now verse 5 and oh my goodness John truly baptized with water but thou shalt be John his baptism was not fake it was authentic truly baptized with water it was proper heavily accredited baptism however it it was just a baby type of baptism the superior one is only Jesus who can carry that out that is why he said they drank from the rock which followed them. Which rock was Christ? That kind of water is only Christ. That's why it was, it was, it was very absurd and very interesting that Jesus was standing before a woman who hadn't been able to get life together for herself. And Jesus said to her, give me water to drink. And she brought up social issues. When you hear a preacher preaching on the behalf of God, be careful the nonsense social issues you bring up. Because those social issues have not sorted your life. You see, sometimes people can sit before or stand close to the water that is flowing from eternity into time, through life to change lives. And they'll be talking about unnecessary things. Unnecessary things. I didn't like the, the, what that statement is. Everything was nice, but that, just that statement. Is that not what the, the servant, a servant girl, asked a whole army general? That if he had said something complicated, would you have been? This one is so simple. He said, Go and wash in River Jordan. And you are comparing it to Abana and Fapa. This is so simple. So why don't you do it? Simple things that the scriptures or the pro prophetic instruction that are coming is too complicated for you. People why it's simple. And you want something very complicated and you have issues to pull out. Why, why did he say, the uh, Bible says that a, a man will marry a wife? 
So that's all you heard. There are people who are observers. They are not coming to hear God's word. Though. Spectators. They're coming to see UN observers. You can be watching, but you are observing. Mm. You are online. Oh yeah, normally they are online. Flipping through. Okay. And Bible says that there was a time Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees came to catch him in something he would say. So that's why he's online. No? That's why he's watching. To catch, catch him in something he will say. Yeah. So the message is not what they are looking for. The mistake is what they are looking for. So the woman said to Jesus, why are you asking me for water? You are a Jew, I'm Samaritan. And secondly, you are a male, I'm female. How can a Jewish male ask a Samaritan woman water to drink? Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God <laughs> and who it is, who is telling you, give me to drink? I don't need your water. I just came to give you water. I came to change your story with the water that never runs dry. When you give offering to church, God doesn't need it. You need it. You need your giving to connect to the living. Bishop, where is it? God, never think you are giving donations to the church. It, the, listen, the church never needs your donation. You can keep it by faith. Abel offered. Yes, donations is not by faith. Offering is by faith. Faith uh, it cannot weigh your donation. Faith, it is the only thing that can. It only thing it weighs is offering. And Christians give offering. It's not donation they give to church. Because God never needs your donation. He has more than you have. So why does he, why do I need to give? You are connecting yourself to something bigger than you. I like Bishop Ray Depo's illustration. How can a trailer is falling? And then you say, I'm going to help the trailer not fall. It will crash you. If God were falling, you would not the one to sustain God. No one can, no human being can sustain the church financially. Say, so if you knew the gift of God and who he is, who is asking you, give me to drink, you would have rather ask me and I'll give you living waters. <laughs> so, when you study, please sit down. When you look at the scriptures very carefully, you can see in Joel chapter 3, chapter 3 verse 18, you will see how Bible talks about the living waters. God has got water to supply. Joel 3, 18, it says that, and it shall come to pass in that day that the mountain shall drop dew shut down new wine and the hills shall flow with milk and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters and a fountain shall come forth out of the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shittim. Hallelujah. God is the only one who has this kind of water that can water that, your valley of Shittim. In Psalm 36 verse 8. In Psalm 36, verse 8, I like that one. It says that they shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasure. God has a river. Say, let the river flow. I'm talking about the flowing of the river. Shall flow rivers, rivers of living waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Psalm, in Psalm 46 verse 4, it says, there is a river. Hallelujah! He said, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. There is a river. There is a river. There is a river. Never allow your life to be dry when God is the God that supplies the river. Say, he who is thirsty, let him come and drink. Come and drink. Come and drink. In Zechariah chapter, chapter 14, verse 8. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 8. Shadaba. Someone is receiving some fresh oil. Someone is receiving fresh anointing. Someone is receiving fresh anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 8. It shall be in that day that living water shall go out from where? Is it not similar to what we read from Joel chapter 3, verse 18? Shall go out from Jerusalem. Shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them towards the former sea, and half of them towards the inner sea. In summer and in winter, anytime. There is a flow. There is a flow. I see someone connecting yourself to a flow that is bigger than me. So back to Ezekiel. He said, I saw, Ezekiel 47. I saw, uh, it brought me to the house of, and behold, waters issued from under the threshold of the house eastward. Say eastward. Say eastward. Anytime you see the word east, in that context, it's very interesting. East is pointing to the place of God's glory. In Zechariah chapter 43, verse 2, look at what it says. So, Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 2, and behold, the glory of the Lord, uh, of the God of Israel came from the way of the... Where did the glory come from? From the way of the east. So, in this context, in Ezekiel, when we talk about the east, we are talking about the location, the direction of God's glory. And he says that he took me and I saw in the threshold of the house of God, the water, waters came out from the right. No, no, sorry. Let me just go. For, um, yeah, waters issued from under the threshold of the household. Where, where is it going towards? This one we talk out of my belly shall flow. It's not to prove that you are important. It's not to prove to your enemies that today you see how far I am now. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord on your wedding day you see. Please, God is not supplying these rivers to, to make a statement against your enemies. This river is flowing towards his glory. This whole thing is about God being glorified. So if you can't focus on God being glorified, forget about receiving any flow of river. God is not flowing river. Who are you? Who am I? For him to just flow river towards me so I can look important. That's why anytime you try to do God's work based on how important you want to look, you miss God. Anybody who tries to go into ministry for importance, for relevance, anyone who goes into ministry for relevance, for importance, for, for no, to, be, to be seen, to be popular. Listen, 
the Spirit of God stays far away from you. Because the river only flows towards the east. Where, whatever is meant to bring God's glory. If it's God's glory, that is why if you are, if you are a musician, we should, for the sake of the flow, we should be able to tell you, get up from the bass guitar. Someone play and you, are, you, are, you don't switch off. We, te- we can tell you, you are not singing today. Somebody else is singing. And you, you will see you flowing and getting excited as nothing has happened. Because your singing is not meant for your importance. So when you are, whether you are singing, once the singing is bringing glory to God, you are happy. Once the keyboard is playing, is bringing glory, you are happy. Once the drama is playing, you are bringing glory. Once the cameraman is doing so, it's bringing glory. What you care is the glory of God. Then you are ready for the river to flow towards you. Tired of, I'm tired of musicians and singers who must be at the center of church events. Anytime it's not about them, they, they recline. They are not interested. They lose interest when they are not at the center. No. You don't operate by the Spirit because the Spirit doesn't flow to people like that. The waters that come from the threshold of the temple flows only towards the east where the, the direction of God's glory. Oh, come on. Give Jesus praise. Give Jesus praise. Before you start shouting, anoint me, oh Lord, make sure it's God's glory that you have a heart. Some people, I don't understand people who believe that they are musically gifted, but their usefulness in the church is only when they get the microphone. And some people don't even believe in being part of any music team. They believe, believe that it must be them, like their boxes, you know, spiritual musical boxes. You know, boxer doesn't play with other agents. It's not a team. Solo. It must be me. I normally tell my pastor friends, that guy who has joined your church, who is so powerful in music, that he doesn't have anything to do with the choir. He only comes to sing and sit down. We are not interested. Because there's a whole music team. If you are calling to music, show your interest there. And sometimes you don't have to be the one in the, at the center. Whatever your abilities are, you supply to the others. I'm telling you, the way anointing will flow through you. That's the only way to guarantee pure flow of anointing. Learn how to stay faithful where God has placed you. Stay faithful in whatever you are doing. Don't be quick to be seen and to be clapped for, to be appreciated, to be noticed. You are actually betraying your greatness in ministry. For that matter, you are betraying the ability of the river to flow towards you. Am I preaching at all? If we can see revival, we must have people who river is flowing towards. River. Say, let the river flow. Uh, please, this is we've been only just verse one. Watch this. And it says that the river eastwards for the forefront of the house of the of the house stood so in other words the forefront of the house it was facing towards the glory of God watch this this is very interesting for the forefront of the house stood towards the east and waters came from under from the right side of the house so the water actually, the water that was flowing, you know where it was coming from? The right side of the house. 
What's the right? The right side is the same when you look at the test, the same as the south side of the house. So in some translation, it says it's coming from the south side of the house. In our King James, it said it was coming from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. The water comes from the right side. Right side. Do you remember in Ephesians chapter 120, God exalted Jesus Christ, lifted him high above principal, and seated him at the... If Jesus is not preeminent, the water is not going to flow. It's not going to flow. The water not going to flow. It ain't going to flow because Jesus is not prominent. Jesus has not been given the prominent place. Jesus hasn't been given the most important place in a person's life or in a ministry. Jesus is supposed to be prominent. He's supposed to be the mighty one. He's supposed to be the one who is governing, who is most important in everything we are doing. That allows, that's where the water flows from. Didn't we see that Jesus Christ was the rock from which the water flowed? Until Jesus is prominent in a work, until Jesus is prominent in a church, until Jesus is prominent in your life, forget it. The flow does not come. Doesn't matter how much you are fasting. Maybe you are fasting to fight something, but not fasting for his glory. But when Jesus becomes prominent, how come you are fasting to catch anointing? And yet, what the Lord is speaking to you about, you won't do it. You will not do it. You are still holding ties with your former your, your boyfriend, not your former. Current boyfriend, current girlfriend, bitterness against your mom, bitterness against your father, bitterness against an usher, bitterness against a, a drama, bitterness against um, a, a singer who told you lift your hands, and when you lift your hands, your suits got torn. So since that time, you've been. <laughs> Every time God wants to flow towards you, there are a set of instructions that He will bring. Because he will give you a pattern regarding his house. Say pattern. pattern. He will give you pa a pattern. There are always patterns. There are always uh, statutes, patterns, laws that govern the way you do things with God to enable the spirit to flow. Because you've gotten it wrong what ministry is about. You've gotten it wrong what ministry is about. Ministry is primarily about a certain flow. Something that is flowing towards the east from the right side. From the right side, where Christ is the preeminent one. If you are asked not to sing today, don't be upset. Even if one year, don't be upset. Complaining, complaining, complaining. Is someone listening to me? Yes. If I tell you don't play, there's a reason why I'll point you go and play the drum because it's spiritual. It's not talent. It's not about your ability, but it's the, the flowability. Something must flow towards you. Something must flow out of your belly. Shall flow, flow rivers, rivers of living water. Sit down. Let me finish. There are systems that must be in play for the river to flow. I'll give you four protocols for the flow of the rivers. But let me just finish the text. Is someone getting something? And look, look at the text. Look at the text. Radaba Shadahayaba. 
Someone is catching an anointing. Watch it. Somebody online is catching an anointing. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, look at the text. Let me just finish on this text. Oh, my goodness. And that it flows from the right side of the south side of what? The altar. <laughs> Anytime you see altar in scripture, you're talking about the cross. That's the actual altar. That's the actual You remember the scripture I quoted earlier in Exodus chapter 17, verse 6. It says that God told Moses, smite the rock, and out of the rock, the water will flow. That altar is Christ. Oh, you remember? That rock is Christ. And that is the altar. Why are you saying this? You remember in John chapter 19, verse 34? 34, something came out of him on the cross. When he got to the altar, somebody shout hallelujah. On the cross, as he hung on the cross, his side was pierced. The blood for redemption and the water. Hallelujah. He said it's coming from the right side of the altar. Christ's cross is the actual altar of the ages. Your church can never see anointing and the flow of the Spirit outside of the cross. Start with the cross. Point people to the cross. Not to their freedom. Not to their importance. Not to their healing. All those things are behind the cross. Go through the cross. How can the Holy Ghost flow in your life outside of the cross? Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is anyone who hangeth on the tree, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles, so that will receive. See the flow? The flow comes after the cross. Let me show you something I just quoted, but you didn't notice probably. In John chapter 7, verse 37, he who is thirsty, verse 38, for whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, verse 39, for this spake he concerning the spirit, for, we leave the, that bit, for it spake concerning the spirit. For the Holy Ghost was not. Why? Because the cross has not happened. The Holy Ghost was will only come after the cross. It was the cross that opened the floodgates of the spirit. Remember, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, he said, It shall come to pass, oh my God, in the last days. That is the days after the cross. In Joel chapter 2 verse 28, it shall afterwards, it shall come to pass afterwards. This flowing of the Spirit is after something first. This flowing of the Spirit is after something first. It shall come to pass. I'll pour out my Spirit. Afterwards, when the cross comes in, now the Spirit so I'll pour out my spirit. Pour out. It's a river. Pour. Pour. 
after the cross. After the cross. After the cross. The spirit is poured out upon all flesh. It could only become possible after the cross. It could only become possible after the cross. It could only become possible after the cross. I'm talking about pour out my spirit and you are not born again. What spirit are you talking about? In Acts chapter 8 verse 15 when the apostles that were at Jerusalem they heard that Samaria has received the word Kadababas. that's it if you have received the word you are born again said so that's not the end after born again there's depths when it came to pass when they heard that Samaria verse, verse, uh, uh, verse 14 let's start from now the apostles in Jerusalem were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria has received the word they sent Peter and John who when they came prayed that they in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 9, verse 16 and 17, Ananias went into the house and saw, he saw brother Paul. Ananias went his way and entered in the house, put his hands on, on, uh, on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to you on your way as you, as you are coming here, has sent to me, has sent me that. <laughs> because now the cross has happened, the next is the Holy Ghost. It's the flow. Having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, whilst Apollos was still at Corinth, Paul, finding certain disciples, Acts chapter 19, he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Ghost after Kabashadahaya? Kabashadahaya, Radabatadahaya. It is always after the cross. The flow needs certain conditions in place. Number one condition, it must, the cross must be in place because the flow only comes from the altar. The flow. Say, let the river flow. flow. Say it like you are thirsty. Let the river flow. Those who are actually thirsty, say it better. Let the river flow. Say it louder. Say it your loudest. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Verse 2. Then brought me out of the way of the gate northwards and led me about the way without unto the outer gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had, uh, when the man that had the line in his hands went forth eastward, he measured a thousand, do you know what measurement means? Measurement is to judge, weigh, assess. Have to assess. Yes. God will always judge you to determine the flow. Ah, God will always measure you. So he told Nebuchadnezzar's son that you have been weighed in the balance. You want anointing? God will weigh you first. To determine what oil you can carry. You need to be weighed. You need to be weighed. How long have you been born again? How many souls have you saved? How faithful have you served? First ah! Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. God gave me opportunity to serve. 
You watch people who have never served properly in any church. They never become great in ministry. Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm amongst you as one who serves. The greatest of amongst you must serve. Those of you who don't like serving, I doubt if you can make any significant impact in ministry. I don't understand people who want to do ministry and make impact, but serving the people of God on a, on a, at a level where no one will notice, they don't like it. It is only when you'll be noticed that you act. You are an actor or actress. Go and enroll in Bollywood, Hollywood, or Nollywood. But proper flow of the waters, hey, forget it. It ain't gonna come you your way because you don't have a heart of a servant. But the flow is for service. If, in fact, I said it recently, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift, uh, gift of tongues, uh, interpretation of tongues, gift of healing, working of miracles, uh, discernment of spirits, uh, word of prophecy, and diverse kinds of tongues. All these nine, only one benefits the career, which is speaking in tongues. The rest are all to serve others. The rest. So if people, serving people is not on your heart, why, how can God gift you? Because he's troubling you because you don't want to serve. The anointing is for service. Thank you, sir. The flow is for service. Some people will tell me, Pastor, we appreciate your dedication. We appreciate your hard work. Even if you didn't say it, I wouldn't have noticed it. Because my focus is so much service-oriented that when I'm serving, I don't realize I'm serving. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't see how people should appreciate me for That's why I started having problems in preaching to be paid from. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's wrong. But I was struggling to accept that. Because I was so service-oriented. We are praying for revival as a church. This year is a year of revival. We are praying that God, let your spirit, pour out your spirit on us. But it, it can be poured and you will be standing in the midst of where it's poured and you will go dry. Why? Because you have not come through the cross or because you are not moving towards the east or, you, or what you are getting, you are away from the right side of the altar. Christ is not the preeminent one in your life. God will weigh you. He will judge you. He will assess you and determine how far he can use you. Is someone listening to me at all? Never think you have done a church a favor if you do anything in the church. You have actually dis, dis, disconnected yourself from the stream, the rivers that are flowing. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody. I'm, I'm, look at the way I'm suffering. Look at the way I'm working so hard. Oh. People, after they have done it, they, have, they will show with the attitude for everybody to see the way they have worked hard. Jesus said, you have already received, already received your reward. So you never, give, you never give grace the chance to decorate you. You never give grace the chance. Measure thousand. What's thousand? Thousand is the completion of a period. So during this fasting, God will watch you over a period. Another time will come again, you measure. Another, so there are always seasons and periods. Sir, it will be measured. 
Everybody, there is a measuring period you are going through. God is measuring you. The water after them flowing by, it has to be measured. He measured four times, four seasons. He measured the first one, thousand cubits. It was ankle. Measured the next one, it was knee. Measured the next one, it was weight. And measured the next thousand, verse five. It was now a river. It can't flow. Can't flow because he has passed the first one, passed the second one, passed the third one, passed the fourth one. I believe maybe I'm in my first measure. Because I've not got it where I'm flowing in the river. Flowing, <laughs> flowing in the river. I want to flow in the river. Just like Bishop Edebo is flowing in the river. Adebo is flowing in the river. Just like our fathers are flowing in the river. Just like the fathers of old, Smith Wigglesworth and um, John G. Lake, Salvation Army, William. Oh my God. Can I also flow in the God? Help me to be qualified when I'm measured. Help me, Lord, that I, when I'm measured, when I'm measured, I will not be found wanting. I want to flow in the river. I want to flow in the river. When we say we want revival, it's genuine. We mean it. We mean it. There's nobody who can tell me I'm in your life because of what I'm getting. I always have made friends since I got born again. Made friends based on the direction of pursuit of ministry. That's how come I became a good friend, a close friend of Pastor David Oyedebo. His ministry, and I call him my senior brother. Because he's senior when it comes to ministry and results and where he stands. He's my senior brother. Sometimes says, you are my mentor. I'm 10 years older than him, but who cares? That's my senior. I built relationships based on ministry, not based on proximity or financial status. Is that is there someone here who wants a flow? Listen, there are four things I should give you, four conditions for the flow, but because of time, only one condition I'm giving you. Um, the, the, the protocols. There are things governing the work of God. You must adhere to those things. Adhere yourself to the way systems run in God's house. Whichever house you are serving in, be humble. Be humble. Give me someone who just became born again with a flow. I'll choose them above someone who has been born again for 800 years without a flow. Without a flow. He'll spoil the work. The one without a flow will spoil the work. Give me a novice who is learning how to play but has a flow. I can minister with him. Or instead of the guru who doesn't have the flow, he will cut my flow. God has spared us sorrow. Some people, when they leave a church, it's breakthrough for the church. Because when there are some people in a certain church and something happens to them, it puts a question mark on the anointing of the church. Oh, you didn't get I won't say much. It puts, it puts a question mark. It puts a question mark that how come this church is anointed? And this guy who is always there, this guy who is always there, look at what has happened to him. How? So how can we share that testimony? So when sin leads you and you run away from a church, you have actually spared the church a negative testimony. It's, it's not a loss. A sinner leaving a church is not a loss to the church. A person who doesn't want to repent, leaving a church is not a loss to the church. It's a gain to the church. Go and ask Ananias and Sapphira. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. 
We pray you have been strengthened and enlightened. You can connect with David Entry on all relevant social media platforms, including Instagram and LinkedIn. You can also hear more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms and the Caris Church app. Don't forget to like and share the message. Be blessed.